Since its launch in November 2015, Fresh as the Word has been a documentation of sorts for me, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. As I journey through my love of music and pop culture, as well as using this platform to share my growth on topics important to me, which includes topics involving women's rights, people of color, and the LGBT community through the artistic lens of pop culture. As an ever-evolving podcast, I'm going back to my roots focusing more on the music artists I'm passionate about from the past and present. From the classic hip-hop artists I grew up on, to the new faces of dance, and from the metal bands I've long appreciated, to the indie alternative artists stealing my heart, Fresh of the Word aims to tell the stories of those who need their contributions to music known, while also exposing my audience to the next artist to watch out for, sometimes before they blow up. Welcome to the Fresh is the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And like always, we have the freshest of guests for you. And for this episode, I'm joined by Skinned, lead singer and one half of the industrial-tinged, true crime-inspired electronic duo also known as Skinned. This is a dark creative outlet for Skinned, along with producer and multi-instrumentalist Father. Each single and accompanied video are titled after the name and place of the true crime subject. Skinned released Chapter 1 in 2018, where they tackled Richard Ramirez, Gary Heidnick, and Elisa Lamb. And then in 2019, they released Chapter 2, in which they tackled the cases of Catherine Knight, Tyler Hadley, and Jim Jones. And recently, with over 18 million hits on YouTube, Michelle Carter marks the second single of Chapter 3, following 2020's Columbine. Skinned is unique in a way of releasing their singles one at a time because so much detail goes into their creations, as Skinned does heavy research on each subject and then must condense it all into a song and a video along with her collaborator father. During our conversation, uh, we talked about how her upbringing led into an interest into these true crime subjects how she met father, the process that goes into every song and video, and the creative outlet she feels doing this skinned project, along with so much more. It was great talking with her. So, without further ado, after a quick word from our sponsor, we'll get into this interview with Skinned. And now a brief word from our sponsor. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel seeks to bring original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest. They also provide an array of services. In the world of wrestling, where there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads, don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all of their tees in-house. If you would like to discuss a possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, even Zubaz, then drop them a line. Go to 20by20apparel.com. That's the number 20, the letter X, the number 20, apparel.com. All right, welcome back to the Fresh of the Word podcast. And like always, we have the freshest of guests for you. 
and my guest is someone I've wanted to talk to for a long time. Um, it is it's skinned. Skinned is this project that is like a true, like a true crime inspired music, rock, electronic, you know, project that tackles all these, all these stories about, you know, crime from the past. And it's very interesting. It's very, very, you know, just unique. And I have Skinned with me right now. So how you doing? I'm really good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I've been like from the first, you know, video single you put out uh, for, you know, during the chapter one uh, um, era, like I was like, yo, this is so cool. And and it's it's like so many like I'm not necessarily a true a true crime person who, you know, re, uh, listens to all the podcasts and stuff that's out <laughs> there. But I'm like I'm like that other person who likes theatrics and music, you know. I like people who like, um, you know, dress up, have face paint, do these sort of uh, things like that. Like have this, have this whole like kind of universe, this whole thing that's kind of going on, and that's what I was like really drawn to with Skinned. I was like, yo, this is yo, this is cool. It's like 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 it's just this whole other thing, but it's this whole like theatric thing, but but tackling like these specific stories and like and like with a lot of stuff like that that i listen to like um there's been other people that do does the same thing but like they're just doing it like within an album you're doing it like directly you know it's like boom like how did how did like just the idea of do doing this the way that you're doing it because you're not you're 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 kind of like putting out these singles and Mm -hmm putting them like in chapters you're not like putting out an album and you're Mm -hmm. you're you're you're, you have a video for each one of them like where Mm -hmm. did this idea come from because it's so great um you know the idea came from when i was a young child when my imaginary friend appeared i was like i don't know i was three four years old when i first saw him he introduced him as skinned and um you know, over the years, he showed me all the bad in the world. And that weighted really heavily on me, you know, like all those stories he told me about, you know, Gary Heitnick. I mean, I was five or six years old when he told me this story for the very first time. So I had to find something to get it off my chest. That's when I started to write lyrics and music i started to create something to get my creative creativity going and that's how i started and then um uh i think it was five years ago i met father my producer he's the multi-instrumentalist who's working with me we're not it's just not me it's it's also with father i met him in australia at a at a bush party i i think they call it in australia um and he was sitting on a on a, on a rock uh, rocking back and forth he was super weird but I had to like I had to find out who that guy was because I felt this immediate connection to him yeah somehow so I walked to him and I was sitting down next to him and I introduced myself and I was like hey my name's skinned how are, who are you and he was like yeah I'm F and I was like that's interesting so uh 
we started talking, we found out that we are having like the same interest in true crime. And the next day we went to the studio, started working together and writing songs and it worked out like unbelievably great. Um, we had, as I said before, we had this immediate connection like this. It's almost like a twin flame connection, but without the romantic, um, <laughs> the romantic side of it. Yeah. Um, and that's how it came to be. And, you know, I, I told him about this idea I had for a very long time due to my imaginary friend. And I told him, I want to I want to write songs about true crime. I want to sing songs about serial killers, about mass shootings, about maybe victims, uh, about missing persons, you know, everything that is connected to true crime. And he loved it he loved the idea because when I told people about this idea before, everyone was like laughing at me and they were like, no, you can't do that. You can't. And I never understood why I can't because there's so many documentaries or like movies out there, oh, yeah. you know, um, you know, <laughs> um, about so true crime and podcasts as well, you know? And I was like, why can I not just sing about it? Because I'm not romanticizing it. I stay true to facts. Yeah. And that was really important to me. And he was the only one understanding. And then I told him, how, how do you feel like, because it's such a visual project as well. Uh, I want to have a video to every song, like every single needs to have a video because I want to show people how I see or how I, you know, you, you can say, see the, 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 the case itself, you know, yeah. and it's, it's super visual and and in the beginning, I also had the feeling like, you know, my music is hard to understand if you just listen to it. So that's why I was like, no, we need a video to each song. And that's how it came to be. Yeah. When you were when you were a child, you know, you're first yeah. having these thoughts, um, this, you know, your imaginary uh, friend was coming through like skinned. What mm -hmm. like? What what was everything else in your life like? You know, what what were like the thought like kind of like what was the culture like? What were was there things you're already seeing in life that you were like, no, I don't agree with that. That has to be different, or you know, these people are they're wrong about this, or you know, there's some sort of uh, you know prejudice about some of that. You know, did you experience any of that when you were young? No, I didn't actually. Like I, I, when I grew up, when I got a little older, I lived at a place where that was that was really hard for me to understand. I lived at in a place where there was a kindergarten, and next to this kindergarten, there were like junkies doing heroin yeah. or morphine or how you call that, yeah, and they were shooting it up, and I was like, um, there's a kindergarten, so that's the good thing. And then you have these junkies, you know, in, in, in this bad situation. I'm not saying that the, the, those people are bad people, but right. it's just the difference between the children playing on the other side and the junkies living the worst life on the other side. Yeah, there's a horrible juxtaposition I, right it's there. It's a horrible, <laughs> exactly. And that's, that, that's when I started to realize we're living in a world where both sides exist they coexist with each other, but we don't talk about the negative side. We don't talk about the bad sides. We only focus on the good side. People 
always try to turn a blind eye on the bad stuff happening in the world. Yeah, and, and, and people are probably like those people who are shooting up, they're bad people or whatever. They were probably saying at the time when you don't know their stories, you know. Like... No, exactly. But it's just the difference when, when I was a teenager, I just saw both sides. And that's when I was standing in this park and I realized this is the world we're living in. Yeah. And that was kind of kind of hard to accept in the beginning, but it had to be that way because Skin, my imaginary friend, he told me about that way before when I was a child, but I never got it, you know. Oh, yeah. I never saw it. And when I got older, you know, all those stories got hor more horrible and horrible. And I was reading about it in the newspaper. And I just recognized that this is this is just the world we're living in. You know? Yeah, the reason I, you know, asked that is like when, because when I was growing up, uh, I grew up in the Detroit area, and mm -hmm. there's, you know, because of the movie Eight Mile, there's the famous Eight Mile mm -hmm. Road, and what that meant to me when I was growing up is um, that was, and Eight Mile is a long road in Michigan, mm -hmm. and what that meant it was a, you know, a border between black neighborhoods and white neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when I was growing up, there was, you know, a lot of, you know, what, you know, people were, I was getting this feeling that, okay, those, you know, the black people that are on the other side, they're, uh, mm -hmm. they're bad people. They're not to be trusted, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And as a little kid, even I didn't believe that. I'm like, uh, no, like, uh, yeah, yeah. there has to be good people over there. There, um, and the more I grew up and found out that there was like music uh, being made, amazing music being made on the mm -hmm. other side of Eight Mile, so many other things, I was like, no, there has to be, you know, really, you know, amazing people on that other side. Of and course, yeah. There's always circumstances that led to whatever you're, you know, whatever you're saying about them. Like mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, I didn't have this big at an early age. I just didn't have this bigoted attitude towards them. Mm -hmm. So like yeah. there, there has to be more of a story about why something is so negative. In, exactly. In, in a, exactly. In a like, city. you know, when, when I grew up, like when I read about the second world war, for example, that was something I was super interested in because I, that's what you just said. People told that other people are bad and people just believed it, you know, like they fight at each other because someone told them this is bad. They're bad, you know, and, you know, that, that when it comes to this, like I, I was just always super interested in it, um, but I never experienced it that way. And I don't really like to talk about my private life, but I never had this experience as a child, like, like you had, for example, I just had this when I was a teenager, when I saw that, that was the only experience I, I made with, with this, but you know, I, how, how can I say that? I, when I was a child, I, I was into books and reading and I was alone a lot and, or I was with my imaginary friend, of course. But um, I always, I was always hiding in a dark place. Still am. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So <laughs> luckily, I never made those experiences like you know with like friends or that 
people around me were violent or or something like that so but i read about it in the newspaper and in books and um i recognize that this is really happening right currently you um you recently released uh, the Michelle Carter uh, mm -hmm. song. It was the second single for Chapter 3 following uh, Columbine. And uh, something that I you know, read about, um, about this third chapter is um, that you're kind of tackling this belief that, you know, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Yes. And that's yes. something that I, like, I fully believe uh, and that are – that our systems, it doesn't matter if it's government, prison, education, whatever, is set up to, to, to capture that people who don't care about the past or don't know about the past are mm -hmm. going to, you know, fall into these traps that the system, mm -hmm. uh, you know, already has set up. And that's mm -hmm. why, you know, a lot of times I'm, you know, I'm very critical about people. It doesn't matter if it's government or just culture and music and everything that you should mm -hmm. know where you're coming from in whatever exactly. you're doing. Kind of like what's the idea behind, you know, that sort of thinking? It's the idea to, you know, get people into thinking to, I mean, Columbine, for example. I mean, have we really learned from Columbine? Did we? Have we? No, we didn't. And that was, that's, that's bothering me. It makes me super, super mad because it's happening all the fucking time. No one is changing a thing. And that's what I want to say is like, start think, start to question things. Just not just believe what people tell you, you know, when, when they're telling you like gun law is great, then you're like, yeah, gun law is great, you know? Um, or, or, I mean, it's in everybody's interest to actually learn from the past but somehow we don't and i want to remember people um not to sound grotesque but i i i, I try to remember or i want people to remember that this is happening and it's still happening and we have to change something it's about mental health it's about gun law it's about bullying in school it's about listening to kids it's about especially with Michelle Carter. I don't want to say that no one was listening, but it feels like no one was listening. No one was actually communicating, you know, like, did they really, like, the mother of Conrad Roy, was she aware of it? I don't know. Did Michelle told his mother that he's suicidal? No, she didn't. So there was no communication. And that's something as well, like, you know, if we don't communicate, we won't learn. We won't, you know, um, move forward, yeah. do better. And that's what I want to say. It's in, and it's also, I mean, with Jim Jones, it, it, you know, this, um, this quote doesn't, doesn't just, um, fit chapter three. It also fits chapter one and chapter two. I just came up recently with it because I was like, I need to explain people that I'm not glorifying it. I want to, I want to make people think and, and that they're going to have a discussion about it and talk about it and maybe learn something from it, you know? Yeah. But I really don't want to sound grotesque. I'm, I'm not a teacher here. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a storyteller. That's who I am, but I want people to remember the past yeah. because it feels like 
we don't remember or we just don't want to remember you know we we try not to remember and that's kind of sad and sometimes with communication like just communicating can save a life or it is change, it, it can change Absolutely. the direction of something you know mm -hmm. and i i really do believe that you know i don't if i don't know if you remember when marilyn manson was asked in um, bowling for columbine he got asked by Mike, michael moore what would you have like what would you say to eric and dylan what would you say and he was like i wouldn't say anything i would listen Maybe this could have saved lives. I don't know, maybe. And also with Michelle Carter, maybe if she would have had the guts to actually go to his parents or get help, he would be still alive. And um, communication is so in, like is so important. And now we have like you know we have all this technology right now. We can actually you know we have smartphones, we have iPads, yeah. we have laptops. Yeah. You know we have Skype, we have FaceTime. We can, there's no, there's like, how, how can you say that? That There's like no excuse to be like, oh, we can't talk. Yes, we can. We have all those tools, but we still don't talk. So what, what is this, you know? And when you look at certain teenagers today, I, I remember I asked the kid, so she was 12 or 13 years old. And I asked her, so do you FaceTime a lot? And she was like, no, 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 we just do Snapchat. And I was like, what, what do you do with Snapchat? And she was like, yeah, we just text and send pictures. And I was like, so you don't talk to each other? And she was like, no, that's, that's not a common thing. We don't do that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. And that was an issue when I was a teenager as well, that it was always an issue. And I, maybe that's, that's too far gone with the, with, the, with the topic, but I don't know if you know Pink Floyd, the, the, the Division Bell, yeah. the album. That came out 1994, I believe. And the topic or the, the idea of this album was that communi communication uh, would actually solve a lot of problems. That was 1994. We're still talking about the same fucking problem. Yeah, if you, don't, if you don't just talk about, you know, what's going on in your head, it just builds up and builds up and you start creating a narrative in your mind that doesn't exist exactly exactly and i feel like that the world taught us to actually you know carry carrying our problems with ourselves you know to keep it to ourselves don't don't be weak don't you know what i mean like this is how i grew up as well don't tell someone that you're weak you know, and then it's like really hard to actually talk about your issues is because you're like, are they going to listen or are they going to, you know, um, tell you like you're crazy or whatever, you know? Yeah. Or so, joke about it or you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Joke about it and laugh about it. And then you're not getting taken seriously. And then it's even harder to talk. So it's, it's, a, it's a problem from both sides, the listener and also the, the one telling you something. You know what I mean? Like the communicator and the listener. I feel like there's, there's a problem there sometimes as well. People don't listen and people don't communicate. Yeah, like... I don't know, I, I don't know what you, how, how you feel about it, but that's just my experience so far in life. 
Oh no, no, I totally, that's like my experience too, where even, even times when you think someone's listening, they're just waiting to talk, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're all out there already like making up something in their head to like answer or give you like a speech or whatever, but you feel like they're listening, but actually they don't, they just wait, as you said, for the moment so they can speak again, you know? Yeah, and all of this kind of goes to, you know, and all facets of life, you know, especially with, you know, we're, we're definitely in another phase of the civil rights movement, you know, Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter. Um, exactly. We're, 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 you know, dealing with more uh, gay rights and for the LGBTQ community, um, there's even even worker rights is even, mm -hmm. you know, you know, sparking up these days and also women's you know women standing up now yeah and it's it, you know this this is the change we need i feel like yeah and and the thing is is that with that you you know you need to listen you need to be an ally mm -hmm. you don't not everybody needs to be the center of attention but at the same time mm -hmm. there's people you know especially like your regular white guy that just needs to be an mm -hmm. ally and listen and use mm -hmm. their platform to be like, yo, you should listen to these people over here. They got yeah. something they want to get off their chest. And mm -hmm. the more that people are able to get their, you know, their stories out, the, you know, the more progress that could happen. Exactly. Exactly. The more communication, like the more conversations we have, the better, you know? You know, what's, you know, um, when you're, when you're tackling all these different stories from the past, mm -hmm. you know, how, how do you, how do you start to like research, you know, at what point are you like, okay, I did enough research. Like we can actually start making a, <laughs> there's, uh... <laughs> there's actually never enough research to be fair. There is never <laughs> enough research. And, you know, I suffer from ADHD. So sometimes it's really hard for me to, um, you know, when I, when I research stuff, then it's like, everything seems important to me, you know, because yeah. I can't decide what is less important than the other information. <laughs> so, um, but to go back to your question, um, because I was so interested in true crime in my early age, um, or early age, do you say early age? Yeah. Um, I investigated so many cases and I have a notebook where I write down my thoughts and Michelle Carter, for example, was a really new case and I stumbled across it a few years back and it, how, how do you say that? It, it stuck with me, you know, and when a case stuck with me, I have to write about it, but I have so many cases in my notebook I want to write about, but it doesn't stuck with me that hard as maybe another case like Michelle Carter or Jim Jones, you know? Um, but I feel like there's never in, I can, I can't do like enough research. How, how can you say that? Um, it feels like even when I write the song, I'm still researching. Right. And then I feel like mm, maybe I need to research this, this information a bit more just to be, clear in the lyrics you know um but i have to like father sometimes tells me dude you ha just have to stop now we just have to keep working on that fucking song right <laughs> and i'm like and i'm like dude I, I i still have one book left and he was like dude you're 
your whole fucking notebook is full of information. What what else do you need to read about? But that's just me. So um, yeah, I yeah, <laughs> it's it's a long research sometimes. And and how do you sort of pare down all this information into like a four minute song? And, and mm, that's that. super tricky. That's <laughs> like the hardest part, to be fair. That's like, that's a pain in the ass, to be fair. Like, as I said before, ADHD makes it super hard to actually, you know, decide which information is more important than the other. So I want to, so in the beginning, I struggled and I had like two or three, um, uh, a four sites full of information and then father told me dude this is too long we have like a 15 minute song at the end if you want to sing about all of this <laughs> so i had to learn to actually you know um scale it down a little and really focus on what actually works for me um to explain you this is like we make the music or we create the music we drone or we just you know, jam, we, we vibe to it, to a, to a sample or whatever father makes. And then what comes up in my mind, the first thing of this case is what I'm going to sing about the first, you know, like uh, in Jim Jones, I was like, just drink it, drink it, drink it. I was like, fuck, I need that, you know? And then I started to actually create the lyrics with all the informations I had or with Tyler Hadley. Um, I was like, oh, Hey mom, can I know? And I was like, that's kind of cool. I'm going to just vibe with this and the informations I have. I don't know if it's, if it's understandable for you, what, what I'm saying, but um, this is how the lyrics um, came to be or uh, yeah, that's how I write the lyrics and the music, but I had to scale it down in the beginning. It was too long, too much information. Like with that info, with all that information, is there any information yeah. that maybe is not in the song, but then ends up in the video? Actually, a lot, to be fair, um, a lot, because, you know, when I write the concept with Tally Ho or, you know, when I when I write a song, I always do like a, a mood board with the colors I see for the case or the picture I see for the case or. Yeah, so. The concept is always different than the song itself. Actually, it's a different it's a different vibe, and I want to keep it different because it's just how it works for me. You know, I have a mood board and I have the lyrics, and those two things are separated from each other. And but what is super important is that we stay true to facts. You know, in the video because because people understand could. How can I say that in a in a in a nice way, um, so people don't get it wrong? Right. Yeah. But um, if I have to, hmm, if there's one video like where I have like informations in what I don't have in the lyrics. It, now it, it just fits, you know, but when I started working on it with the concept of the video and the lyrics, it's always different for me, you know, because the mood board starts different than the lyrics. Right. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but. Oh, no, it does. It does. When it, yeah. 
when it comes to the videos, you're like, you're still there in the middle of all that. What yeah. is like, what is your part in the video? Like, you know, what, you know, you're, um, you're putting yourself in those scenarios too. Yeah. Um, you know, with Gary Heitnick, for example, I'm the one looking through a camera into the case. So I'm always the storyteller. I'm just appearing because I'm the storyteller. I'm not saying that the case is good or bad or that the Tyler Hadley, for example, was a good guy or a bad guy. Obviously he was a bad guy, but whatever. I'm in the video as a storyteller, as a, oh, wow, how do you say that in, yeah, a storyteller. Kind of like a narrator. Yeah, and there, how do you say that? Na narrator. Yes, exactly. This is, this is, this is, uh, this is um, what I am in the videos. Yeah, I, I want to show the story to people and just also with Michelle Carter, for example, because it's just, it's just a lyric video and it's just actually me and the dancer in the video and father. I wanted to express it with my facial expressions as well to tell the story, but I'm not acting or I'm not, um, I say that um, impersonating uh, Michelle Carter, I'm just skinned trying to express the feeling I have when I was actually writing Michelle Carter. With, you know, with each of these songs, you like you said, you have all this information and mm -hmm. taking like uh, Michelle Carter, uh, for example, since it's the newest single, what like what is the what did you put into that song? You know, what is the centralized thing? What's like the centralized theme that you sort of took from that case that you're able to, uh, you know, put into that song? What was that angle? Um. I wanted to focus on this case because it's 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 a it's like an unlike case to any other case you know I did so far, um, and it's also um, you know crime changed over the years. You know, like this special, like this case happened over smartphones or you know because of texting, and when I wrote the song. I focused on her text messages. You know, I included her, her, like the real words she used into the lyrics because it helped me to, because I never really fully understood why this case happened. And I think we will never understand, but the text messages gave me something to hold on to, to write the lyrics, you know? And that was the main focus on it. I wanted to focus on those messages and also because it's such a different case to any other case I, I did so far, you know? Yeah. Is that the, 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 a good answer to your question? Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> when you're when you're going through all these cases, this is like like really heavy material, you know, does it affect you? Is there sort of any sort of ways that you take care of your mental health while digesting all of this? You know, writing about it is my therapy to be fair writing is my therapy writing it down um creating my mood boards going to the studio with father that's actually therapy to me and i always feel much lighter when i get out of the studio with father 
and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy we 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 were writing about it, or we we could, or I could get it off my chest. Um, it I try that. It's hard actually to actually separate yourself from those cases because obviously, I'm I get really emotional when I investigate those cases. For example, Jim Jones. Um, I was listening to this 40 minutes audio tape where he's preaching and then you hear little babies screaming because they injected the, 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 the flavor eight cyanide into their mouth. And you, you, you can, you, you listen to those people like they're crying and, and screaming. And when I was listening to that, I was, I was crying, you know, it's like, that was and it made it super hard for me to sleep for the next few weeks because it weighted really heavily on heavy on me because it's you know all those cases i just try to not let it get to me too close but sometimes it's really hard to 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 separate it you know from from my from my private life if i can say it that way yeah uh because you know <clears throat> You know, I'm I'm investigating those cases day by day, and I spend 24/7 on those cases. So this is the main focus I have in my life, and I want this focus. And I just had to find a way. So when I go back to bed at night, that I can like shut it off. But it's so hard to do. It's so hard because it, it's super you. emotional as well. You yeah. know, um, but to write about it and to go to the studio and talk to father about it because he's the, the person I trust the most with, you know, those cases as well and with my thoughts. And he's my therapist, you know, writing music is my therapy. And that's what helps me to sleep at night. Has there, you know, through doing all of this, you know, there's definitely that 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 toll that it takes on you that you're just um, speaking about. But has there been any sort of positive, you know, influence into it? Have you felt more empowered as as a mm. person, as a woman, more confident in any ways? Has there been, what's the oh, positives? Absolutely. What's the positives of sort of like dealing with all of this? The positive thing, I think it was really empowering for me to actually do what what I wanted to do for a very long time and to be taken seriously by father. That empowered me a lot because he was the first one believing in my idea. Everyone was laughing at me and, and every I mean, I remember one producer, he told me, you're a woman, you can't do that. And I was like, what? Fuck, what? Why can I? Why can't I do it? Why? Why not? And that was super frustrating, you yeah. know, in the past that people tried to pull you down and be like, but what you're doing is shit, you can't do that. And you, you better just sing, you know, love songs. And I was like, no, I don't want that. And it was super empowering for me to just find another person believing in this idea. And now we created this whole skin team, you know, people like the management, the whole team believing in this. This is the most empowering thing. And then to see that people actually like what I'm doing and understand it, that's the best thing of it all. That you create or I created like a community or I have supporters who are fully believing in this. And that's 
Yeah, and you have fans that make thing. art, you know, fan art and stuff for it. And I'm exactly like, like, like exactly. It's it's good that you just pointed it out. Like the fan art thing was that was that was super emotional to me. That to see people starting to drawing uh, skin, drawing um, or even doing face makeup and create recreating your your look on Halloween and. That was also something that made me so happy to see because when I started that project, you know, I thought that there's going to be a big backlash, that people are going to be like, you're fucking crazy. But <laughs> right. that didn't happen because people understood and people were on my side because they were like, oh, or, you know, even when people comment underneath your video and they're like, oh, I didn't know she's a girl. She's interested in true crime. I'm interested in true crime. I'm a girl, too. So, oh my God, I'm not alone with this. And yeah. this is so great to feel that you're having a community supporting you, um, listening to your music and fully understand what you're actually trying to say. Um, but yeah, this is, that, that was, to me, that's, that's like the best part of it all. It's empowering. It makes you super confident. Uh, it makes me more like, I say that like I, I never had this much of confidence in my life before. And now with all of this, it's growing each day and I'm super thankful and grateful for that. Yeah. It's great to hear. Uh, when, you know, I, I, I checked out, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, previous interviews of yours. Um, and, one thing that I always, you know, you always said about uh, this project and everything that you kind of tackle is that, you know, all all of us, every single one of us, has those impulses yeah. to to do something horrible, to commit a crime, to mm -hmm. to do these things that you know people are talking about in uh, in in these cases that you tackle, and that really stuck out on me because uh, years ago I was in this very terrible relationship with this woman she was mm -hmm. very uh very abusive to me like both like mentally mm -hmm. and 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 emotionally and everything mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. through that um there was times when like for the first time in my life I was hitting though I was getting those initial impulses about like like mm -hmm. stealing and hitting mm -hmm. her and um doing mm -hmm. all these different horrible things that I would never do, but I was feeling those impulses. She drove mm -hmm. me to those impulses. And mm -hmm. so when, you know, when you say that, like, I'm like, Oh yeah, I totally believe that. I, I, I do believe that, you know, like it's also what I say in, in my bio as well, you know, it, like we all, um, conceal something behind the earthly facade that we show to the world. We all do. We all need a certain trigger to become, I would say, bad, to maybe be able to do inhumane cruelties. And um, I believe, you know, we, we were never been born bad. No one is born bad. But the world and the different influences make us to this, you know, what, what I want to say, it's like, um, as you just said, with your with your past relationship, she was the trigger that leads you to those thoughts. It needed a certain trigger. 
Yeah. It needed something for you to become that way because I believe you're not that you're you're not a bad person. I'm you know not at all. But when you have those thoughts, that's that's where you're. And I I'm happy that you actually you know how you say that that you felt like this is wrong. You know, like yeah. you recognized that this is not you. But so many people they just um, they just like react on um, how you say that. Um, on impulses, you know, yeah, they don't think anymore. And I'm happy that you got out of this horrible uh, relationship and, and got out of it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> no, but I, I really do believe that, you know, um, we're all able to do inhumane cruelties. We're all, we're, we're we're all able to do that and it's it just needs a certain trigger and that's what i truly believe i truly do believe that yeah and i was just talking you know i was just talking about this uh with in another interview um with this um hip-hop artist oc and we were talking about um you know just taking losses in life and it isn't bad to take losses it just how do you react at that time? Right. You know, what do exactly. you do next? Yeah. It's it's how you react on it. It's how you um if how you handle the situation, you know? It starts with you and it ends with you. You know? When it all comes down to everything, you know, what do you hope the your audience gets out of this project that you're doing? You know, when people tell me that, for example, they never heard of Jim Jones or Jonas Town, um, and they listen to my music and then they do their own research. That is what I want people to do. I want people to maybe have a conversation about it, um, talk about it, investigate it, um, understand it. And also, I, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's what I aim for is that people understand that I'm not glorifying those cases. I'm not glorifying those serial killers, not at all. I'm just pointing a finger on it to make people not forget that this is happening and it happened and also not forget the victims. It's, it's, um, it's easy to talk about a killer, but we all, all like forget the victims, you know? And um, I just want people to start investigating, reading about those cases and maybe uh, find a connection to their own life. You know, maybe they're in a in a cult right now and they don't know that they're in a cult and maybe they listen to Jim Jones and they're like, fuck, this is what I'm living in right now. I don't know. I don't want to sound funny about it, but it's, no, I you understand know. where you're like, Oh, this sounds very similar to what I'm dealing exactly, with. Exactly. Right exactly. Like, Oh, I got brainwashed. Oh fuck. You know, maybe that's too much, but this no, is no, what because I like, there's a lot of things like there's like that relationship that I just brought up. There's still things that I'm learning about, mm. of, about that relationship that I didn't realize was going on. Mm. And mm -hmm. Like, so like when you're, when you put that out there like that, oh yeah, definitely. You want to, you know, be able to use these cases as 
um, as a way to maybe people learn in more about themselves. Exactly. Exactly this. Yeah. You just put it better than I just put it, <laughs> but that's exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's really, and what's really cool too, is that, um, aside from, aside from the, you know, the visuals and the stories that, you know, I do, I do see that you like really like to connect with your community and you have like, just even like you get the fan art, but then also you kind of do, you have your own art that goes back with, uh, you know, a lot of the merchandise that you do. You have like the mm -hmm. dolls mm -hmm. and like the masks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, what was it? So what was sort of like the point of, of actually having products and your, your own art to be able to give back to, you know, your, your, your fans out there? <sighs> I just love to do it. I just love to make them happy as well. You know, if they want that, I, 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 I'm, I do that. You know, if, if that's what they request, then I feel like I want to do that. I want to give that back to them, you know, because I mean, in the end, skinned is only as long as like, or skinned is successful because of them and not because obviously also because of us but you know what i mean you know they're listening to my music they're buying my merch they're doing what they want to do to actually support me and when i came up with father with the father mask i asked father what do you think about that because you know the first father mask you know i did myself as well we had to come up with something so i made this father mask by myself so and i had so much fun actually creating this and i love creating I love being creative and also work with my hands, you know, do the stitching, do the painting. And so this is, this is what I wanted to give back, you know, and I just really like to do it as well. You know, it, it's, 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 it's also while COVID, it was really hard to pass time. You know what I mean? Like time <laughs> yeah. was, oh, it was horrible. Like I couldn't go on stage and I, I couldn't really, do what I wanted to do so I started just creating things like I started painting I started doing father masks and then I was like why don't I just sell it and give that to my to my community or to my supporters and and if that's what they want then sure I'll do it when it comes to you know the father mask or your just look in general you know what are you trying to you know what are you trying to show with 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 your with your look the you know the the face paint you know the the headdress just the uh the clothing you know what are you trying um, to show i i'm not trying to show anything it's just you know the makeup they came to be while like i was dreaming about my makeup that's no joke like i dream about makeup and i dream about closing and i dream about the style and then in the morning i just wake up and i'm like oh that's actually a kind of a cool makeup so i just just i just try it out and it's not a message actually it's just my creativity you know um there's no message behind it i maybe maybe some people listening to it now they're gonna be like oh no that's sad but it's actually not as interesting as it maybe look like you know it's like um it's just how i want to look like that's just 
Well, in while we uh, wind down this interview, like I um, are we ever you know are are you gonna ever release the music on a physical form? Are we gonna get a vinyl of uh, <laughs> of your music? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fully answer that one, but it's a surprise. So, oh, so oh. just be patient. So right, there's cool. something coming, but I can't talk about it right now. Hey, I, as long <laughs> hey, lo as long as you're thinking about it, I'm cool with that because I, you know, I definitely would like 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 a vinyl release of. Uh, you know, uh, in the beginning, it was just like what what do i want to do do i want to do an album and i was like no i'm not just gonna throw out 13 songs and then they're like done i i just didn't want it that because it takes me so long to actually write a song and then just to throw out 13 songs on an album didn't make sense to me for what you, know? you do it would be like information overload exactly exactly it, it, it's exactly this so um then in the beginning i i i thought you know as I said before, the backlash. And then this didn't happen. And then people started to request vinyl or CD or whatever. And I was like, if people want that, maybe we should do that. But it's, I don't know. Yeah, like, just like, don't know. just wait until you've like told enough stories, I guess. And, yeah. and then do something, you know? And exactly. Would... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's, that might be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, as we close out this interview, uh, you know, is there any final thoughts that you have, you know, just about that you want to put out there? Keep your inner animal tamed by creating uh, music, drawing. I don't know, whatever you want to do, but just keep your inner animal tamed and don't forget the past. Learn from it. Read books. Read more. <laughs> get into true crime cases i don't know i mean all i want to say is like keep your inner animal tamed that's all that's perfect that's perfect where can yeah. um where can people go online to get more information about skinned and everything that you're doing um so we have the website skinned uh, music.com then you can find me on instagram skin underline music uh, also twitter uh, i'm on facebook youtube spotify <laughs> whatever you want to whatever whatever floats your boat you you will find me there thank you for listening to the fresh of the word podcast hosted and produced by myself kelly k fresh frazier Empowered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash Fresh of the Word. Fresh of the Word theme music provided by Steve O. You can find more of his productions at imsteveo.bandcamp.com. And that's E-Y-E-A-M-S-T-E-V-E-O.bandcamp.com. Fresh of the Word is available on all major streaming platforms. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you want to support Fresh of the Word, please consider pledging via Patreon at patreon.com slash Fresh of the Word. Follow Fresh of the Word on social media on Twitter at Fresh of the Pod, on Instagram at Fresh of the Word Podcast, and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Fresh of the Word. For more information about Fresh of the Word and our other podcasts, Breaking Records and Renaissance Soul, and a collection of pop culture articles and reviews, please visit freshofthepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and your support. Goodbye and good night. Fresh is the word.